the wall. You gotta hang when it seems my hope is lost. See, I'm a witness, he'll hold you up. And in the process, he'll fill your cup. So I'm not worried, I'm not scared. I'm gon' trust, like my bishop said. It's a message to the devil, you can't help our faith. And we gon' make a rock, body and together in unity. I can appreciate this scripture um, in Psalms 133 because it relates to a point in the Bible when the Jewish people sang the Psalms to express their joy in coming together to worship at the temple where God promised to meet them. This Psalm imparted blessings and life to God's people and it proclaims oneness in faith. 
the themes presented within this Psalms and this scripture represents abundance, which we are all about, and unity, which we strive to always be in. And this really excites me. So I'm Pastor Wanda, and I'm here in this studio, and with me is my co-host, Minister Brandon, and we want would like to welcome and thank you for joining us this evening on the Sister to Sister Podcast. We are here in the studio and we are super excited about our upcoming dialogue for this evening. We hope that you are that are tuned in, plan to hang out with us throughout the duration of this session in our series. And if you haven't already done so, go back and listen to our prior sessions of this particular series. I assure you that you will be blessed. Now, before we get down to the matter at hand, let us take a few moments to welcome a few groups of individuals. First thing first, today is a pretty special day for my co-host. It's her 10th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. And how are you, Minister Brandy? Today has been a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I just had time today um, just to reflect on what God has done um, just in my life mm-hmm. and in my marriage, mm-hmm. um, just in my circle of people I praise God with. And mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful, um, for, for God and just keeping us and, um, protected with his love. I'm just so humbly excited. <laughs> like, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about your 10 years as well, because you know what? It, 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 marriage is something that we um, we have to look to God to help us to be able to sustain. So I am so godly proud of the fact that, you know, I can see young people out there hanging on in there when it comes to um, the marriage. Because we know that um, marriage is a gift from God. It's, it's a gift from a loving God. Yes. I sometimes want to just... I, I take the time to, to, to pause and to let it sink in how good and how loving God is to give us marriage. And, you know, from the beginning, the covenant relationship of marriage, it was designed as a blessing to humankind. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second chapter of Genesis, um, we can read about God's purpose for officiating the first marriage between Adam and Eve. What makes the unification of marriage so beautiful, Minister Bradley, is that it is a reflection um, of the image of God, who is relational in nature. And I'm excited about him being relational in nature because it causes us to be relational in nature. God is love, and because he has always existed um, in love and in a state of perfect relational harmony within the Trinity, it gives us hope to know that we can be in harmony within our marriages. Yes. And I could go on and on and on about this topic, 
but that is not what we're going to focus on this evening. So let me go ahead and go um, and go through our recognitions. First, welcome to those joining us in the chat room this evening. Thank you for joining us. And also our silent listeners from within the United States and Canada and a few other countries. Whether you're actively listening live right now or you're listening to this podcast sometime later on demand. We certainly appreciate the love and continuous support that we receive from all of our listeners. So this evening, we again are excited about the continuation of our podcast series, All About Prayer. This will be our seventh session. Can you believe it's been seven sessions already, Minister Brandy? Man, man, man. I've been loving each session. (laughs) I know, I know. It's been so good. It's been so good. So, um, like I said, this will be our seventh session and our seventh session of of this particular series. And it has been extreme blessing for us and our listeners. So our sixth session prior to this one has been, it was like, well, last week, uh, no, let me go back to week one and come up another way, yeah. the other way. Uh, week one, we had an introduction to our book, the book that we are actually studying and that we are going through this um, this session in. So we had an introduction to our book, and then in week two, we had the foundations, um, the foundation and principle of prayer, and it was defined. We defined it in detail. Uh, we define what prayer is. And then in week three, we discussed the purpose and priorities of prayer. Week four, we discussed the genesis, the beginning of prayer. And then week five, we talked about the authority and who has it of prayer. And then last week, week six, we moved into part two of the book, which contained chapter four and five. And we only got halfway through chapter four, um, so um, which was how to enter into God's presence last session. So we're going to pick up where we left off in this chapter this evening, and we're going to discuss the seven, oops, not seven, ten steps of preparedness in prayer. Blessings. Thank you for joining us, Pastor Welch. So uh, last week we talked about being priest, and we discovered that we are a type of priest. I'm not going to go into that or clarify this in in this session because we did that in the last session of our series. We highlighted the la- uh, that last weekend and, and if you want to know exactly why or what qualifies us to be priests, I ask that you go back and you listen to the previous series, um, sessions of the series. We highlighted... Um, being a priest last week, and we need to go ahead and, and, and move forward. Now, Aaron, the first, uh, the first priest, was a type of Christ. Not Christ, but a type of Christ, who, because, who became our high priest in salvation. So Aaron was also a model of spiritual nations of priests who would serve God in Christ. There's much that we can learn Um, from God's instructions to Aaron that will help us to understand our New Testament role as a royal priesthood. And we can find that around about 1 Peter 2 and 9. 
We can learn how God told Aaron to enter into his presence on the day of atonement. So we may understand how he wants us to come into his presence today. There are 10 ways as outlined in this book that we are to prepare to enter into the presence of God. So we will be able to commune with him, offer effective prayer and be his medi uh, mediators uh, on behalf of the world. So first, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to list the points off. And then Minister Brandon and I each will give our takeaway from the points. She'll give one and then I'll give the next one and then and so on until we've gone out and um, expounded on all 10 of the points. Now, Minister um, Brandy, um, the 10 steps of preparedness for entering God's presence in prayer are one appropriate or appropriate appropriate God's grace. That's acknowledging God's holiness, turning away from sin, and being cleansed from uh, through the blood of Christ. And then put on righteousness. Number two, that's appropriate the uh, the righteous the appropriateness of the righteousness that Christ that causes us to have faith in Christ to live in that righteousness, doing what is right. By keeping in step with the spirit. And then to put on true holiness. To, to be transparent and clean before the Lord. Desiring truth in the innermost parts. And living with integrity. Yes. Cleanse yourself from the with the word. Cleanse yourself with the word. Before you can uh, come before God. We have to make sure that we've read the word. And that the word is in us. And that we are prepared. Uh, uh, that we are actually obeying the word and then um, worship and, pra and praising God, honoring and worshiping God in spirit and truth. That's in John 4, 24 and acknowledging him as our all in all and then separate yourself, remove yourself from the normal environment, activities and distractions. That's when you're preparing for prayer. Find a place in God where he meets you by coming to him whenever you come to him with the right spirit and attitude and the right motives. And then you have to believe. You have to have faith in God's power to do what he has promised in and in the effectiveness of Christ's sacrifice. And then you're going to give God the glory. You're going to confess that God is the one who uh, he uh, accomplished uh, our atonement, forgiveness, and reconciliation with him and is worthy to be praised. Give to others out of the abundance God has given to us. That's what we want to do. Then we're going to wash in the word again. We're going to ask God to fulfill his purpose based on his will and the promises in his word. And we're going to remain in the anointing. Remain in a state of preparedness for prayer. Honoring the Lord by reflecting his nature and his character in our life. So I hope you are ready as we begin. So Minister Brandy, could you go ahead and take uh, and talk about the first step? Yes. Well, first we need a clear appropriation of God's grace in our life. Yes. So God mm. instructed Aaron to offer animal sacrifices to make atonement for the sins of Israel. Uh -huh. So Aaron couldn't enter the sanctuary without the sin offering and the burnt offering. Mm -hmm. So similarly, 
God says to us, well, if you desire to enter into my presence, your sin has to be dealt with. Mm. So therefore, the first subject of prayer is not our list of petitions, but instead we need to be asking ourselves, am I in a position to approach God <laughs> in holiness? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Have I examined my own life? Mm -hmm. Have I explored the possibility that I have thought, said, or have been involved in things that are contrary to his word or his, his law of love. Mm. So these will not always glaringly above sins, um, but sometimes they'll be more subtle. Um, and I'm giving an example. Suppose you say, I don't feel like I'm, I don't want to go to church today. And you stay home without a good reason mm -hmm. for actually having to stay home. Mm -hmm. And so when you go to God in prayer, God says, in essence, well, I have a problem with this. <laughs> because on one hand, you're trying to get me to cooperate with you. But now on the other hand, you disobeyed me. Nah, nah, so nah. if I answer your prayer, I'm condoning obedience. Mm. So this is all about a matter of God's integrity. Mm -hmm. God wants to bless us. He wants to answer our prayers. And that's why he tells us, you know, we have to deal with our sins. Mm. You know, we need to understand and accept Christ's sacrifice for our sins and repent for yes, our wrongdoing. Yes, yes. And we got to make clean um, the secret closets of sin, <laughs> the, the disobedience within us so we can be effective in prayer. And, and God is serious about holiness and obedience because mm -hmm. we can't live in sin and unbelief and we mm. want our prayers to be answered. Yes, 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 Ms. Merlin. You said a mouthful. I cannot add anything to that. So I'm just going to move on to step two. The second preparation is found in Leviticus 16 and 40. It is called putting on righteousness. This step, it corresponds um, to the New Testament admonition. Put on the new self, like Ephesians 4 and 23, um, 24 says, put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So Leviticus 16 explains how Aaron was to enter God's holy place. So that scripture is uh, reads, he is to put on the sacred linen tunic with linen undergarments next to his body. He is to tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. These are sacred garments. So he must bathe himself with water before he put them on. So the priest was to wear the right clothes. Uh, and th these are the clothes that God said for him to wear. The priest had his own clothing. But God said, in effect, if you want to come into my presence, Clothe yourself with what I tell you to put on. So the application for us comes from Ephesians 6, 11 through 20, in which Paul talks about putting on the full armor of God in verses 11 and 13. This analogy is often misunderstood. It is not so much a military concept as a preparatory one. It is talking about preparing for prayer. Before you can pray, you need to be wearing the helmet of salvation. That's in verse 17. This refers to atonement. 
being saved and having the blood of Jesus applied to your sin, of Christ applied to your sin. You are also to put on the breastplate of righteousness, as verse 14 tells us. This means being right with God through the righteousness of Christ. So a question to be asked about this is, if we are to put on a breastplate, um, why are we going to put a breastplate on and we're being told to put a breastplate on when the priest was wearing linen? Well, linen, linen is a fabric that breathes. We know that. So when we buy our little linen suits and we get ready to go to the beach, we know we're buying that so that we won't um, be real hot and sweaty. Okay? Um, like linen, okay, it, it breathes. It's a fabric that breathes. There is no uh, perspiration in the sight of God or in God's presence is the reason why they had to wear linen. So they wouldn't go in and, and they wouldn't be sweating. Why? Um, because sweat represents rebellion against God. And that was something that I was like, oh my. <laughs> yeah, sweat, um, it represents rebellion against God. And I, I, I really didn't know this, Minister Brandy. However, uh, Genesis 3, um, around the 17th through the 17th verse, I think. To Adam, God said, that, that's the right. To Adam, God said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toys, you will eat of it all. Um, all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow will you eat your food. And that's where it's talking about sweat. And they never had to, to sweat. <laughs> they never had to, um, to go out and go into these to the field and to, to get their food. It was just there. Uh, with that being said, sweating uh, it is, um, is a sign of working. Uh, is a sign of movement and working. So sweat represents any attempt to reach God on our own merit. We have something that we work for. Sweating over work is not, it was never in God's original plan. It was a result of Adam's disobedience. That's why he had to get his food by the sweat of his brow. So that's why they wore linen so that they wouldn't be perspiring when they went into the temple. Now, let me give you an example. Suppose a person's heart, this is just an example of working that came to mind. Suppose a person's heart isn't right before God, okay? And to compensate, he sends $1,000 or $2,000 to, let's say the Red Cross. It, sending the money in itself is, there's nothing wrong with the gift to the Red Cross, yet God says, in effect, that it doesn't, I mean, you working, so you putting your own effort into it is what makes it a sin. God says that we can't come into his presence sweating. So I know this sounds kind of like all over the place. We can't come into God's presence sweaty. Um, the priest couldn't come into his presence sweating. So 
he is symbolically saying when we do work, we're sweating. We're doing things in our own effort. We're sweating. And so God doesn't want us to come into his presence um, behind our own efforts and our own work. So I know that there are times when we do things, uh, good deeds, but we need to make sure that when we're doing these good deeds, that we're doing them under the unction of God. We're doing them because we want to, God to get the glory and not in, because we want to get any glory or because of our own efforts, because that's sweating. So instead, we are to put on the breastplate of righteousness, which is our linen or our protection uh, against for our fighting against um, the works, uh, the efforts. A breastplate, it protects the heart and other um, precious organs. With this analogy, God is saying, I want you to be pure in the most vital areas of your life. That's what he wants to be protected. We can do that only by appropriating the righteousness of Christ through faith. When we put on righteousness, we can rejoice in the Lord. Yes, yes, Pastor Wanda. So let's talk about the next preparation. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we have to put on truth and honesty. So let's look at Leviticus 16 and 4, as you mentioned, Pastor Wanda, mm -hmm. um, where it says, He is to tie the linen sash around him. Mm -hmm. Well, we need the sash as well as the breastplate. Wow. And, wow. and the reason why is because the sash, mm -hmm. it covers most of the delicate areas of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, the parts that we don't like to talk about all the <laughs> time. The secret uh, life, you know, that only oh, you my know God. about. My, my, my. <laughs> but... David said in Psalms 51 and 6, surely you desire truth in your inner part. Uh -huh. You teach me wisdom in the most inmost part uh -huh. place. And Ephesians 6 and 14 says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with the truth. Mm -hmm. We've got to be girded with the sash of truth. So that we're transparent and we're clean before the Lord. Mm -hmm. So there isn't any difference between the preparation yeah. of the high priest in the Old Testament and what God wants from us now. So we, we got to be pure um, before God by turning away um, from our sins and receiving forgiveness through Christ and walking in the spirit. Man, you really opened that up. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for your thoughts and your input on that. Our next step is being cleansed with the word. Yes. We have to talk about these the, uh, about these sacred garments. But before we uh, before these garments can be adorned, we've already talked about the different garments. But before they can be adorned, we must, um, as it says in Leviticus, that he had to bathe himself, and we also must bathe ourselves. He bathed himself with water by um, putting them on. This is found in Leviticus 16 and 4. He bathed himself with water. That's found in Leviticus 16 and 4. Before we can enter into God's presence, we must be cleansed as well. So in John 15 and 3, Christ says to his disciples, You have all you have already clean, you are already clean because the word, because of the word that I have spoken to you. He also prayed to the Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. That's John 17 and 17. 
And then Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So God doesn't want us to think that singing hymns in a uh, worship service is sufficient by for entering his presence because it's not. God said that we are, are to be, we have to be clean through the word he has spoken. The word of God is what cleanses us. This is why we need to continually meditate on the scripture. In the Old Testament, Aaron had to, to be cleansed with actual water. He had to wash his entire body and then he had to put this linen on so that when he went into the holiest place of the tabernacle, he would be clean. With the fulfillment of the New Testament, we no longer have to wash with actual water. The word of God is our water. It gives us our spiritual cleansing. We need to make sure we are in the word when we um, are going to come before God. If you come before God and you have a word, uh, haven't read the word, and the word is not in you, and you haven't been obeying the word, then you're going to be entering into God's presence with your own attitudes and your own ideas. Yes, yes. And that's that's so true, Pastor Wanda. Um, and what you said points out how we should stay in the word mm -hmm. and um, so that we're not being self mm -hmm. in ourselves when we come before God. Yes, yes. Um, and staying in the word will wash us so completely that it's going to change our hearts. It's yes, going to change our yes. minds. Mm -hmm. Even when we don't even realize it, mm -hmm. you know, God is always working. Yeah. Um, yes. In in addition, the things that we might have thought that were important, but they were important to God, that will also be transformed within us. Yes. And, yes. and that's mm -hmm. one thing about God is God works from the inside out. My it's not God. like man, mm -hmm. how we judge mm -hmm. um, people or things mm -hmm. or cars by the appearance. Uh -huh. God don't care about the, All the dirt suit as yes, Pastor Welch yes. say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it's about our hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, and that deals with um, uh, with our hearts will be a reflection of the time that we're spending with God. And that's what, when we spend time with God, that increases our faith. Yes, yes. So let me give you an example. Um, to this point, you know, it's been easy for us to forget the command um, in Colossians 3 and 9. Do not lie to each other <laughs> since you have taken off your oh old self God. with its practices. So we might find ourselves... Um, telling what we think is a little lie, like we tell people we'll meet them at a certain time mm -hmm. and you know you're going to be late and mm -hmm. we're going to be embarrassed. So mm -hmm. we tell a lie about why we late mm. um, in, a, in a variety of different ways so we can cover up for ourselves, <laughs> um, trying to protect our reputations. Yes. But despite how little this lie can be, um, the word will purify our attitudes and purify mm -hmm. our actions mm -hmm. um, because you actually become what you listen to. You become what you think. Mm -hmm. You become of what you're, what's in your mind. And if your mind is filled up with the word of God, then you'll start becoming what it says. Mm -hmm. It will wash you clean. Yes, thank you, Lord. Um, and the cleansing of the word will change your heart. It's going to change your mind and you're going to be transformed throughout your life. Mm. I'm so thankful for cleansing yes. um, by the word. And, and I'm so glad that the word that we are studying is starting to change us, change our minds and our hearts, and we're becoming more receptive to the word of God. Yes. Um, this is a good point to move um, 
us on into the next step. Yes. Yes, the next step in this is to worship and to praise God. Mm -hmm. And these are the instructions for this. So we shouldn't deviate from the instruction when it comes to worshiping or praising God. Mm -hmm. um, because in the Bible, incense is a symbol of worship. Ah, okay. God is saying that when your sins are covered and your heart is pure, when you're being honest and your motives are right, and when you're being cleansed by the word, then it's time to worship. Yes, yes. And so Jesus said to the woman at the well, in effect, the Samaritans are trying to find God on the mountain. Mm -hmm. The Jews are trying to find God in the temple in Jerusalem. But yet, if you really want to come into God's presence, you must worship God in the spirit and in honest motivation mm -hmm. and in truth. Mm -hmm. That is when you truly worship. Yes, yes. So if you wanted something from someone... Um, and that person told you that, well, you got to do A, B, and C, then you're going to receive it. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Mm. I mean, would you do A, B, and C depending on how bad you might want it? Mm -hmm. But God says in order to come into his presence, we need to worship. Mm -hmm. He told us what to do. Mm -hmm. And by sometimes we try to bypass this little step and mm -hmm. get right on in the prayer. Mm -hmm. But God has said, hold up, mm -hmm. honor my name first mm -hmm. and worship me. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to put on some incense on the fire. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why, you know, worship leaders are so important in the body of Christ. Because worship leaders are the ones who prepare the way for the congregation yes, yes. to come into the presence of the Lord. Mm. So, therefore, if the worship leader's hearts ain't right, then you got, what, Pastor Welch, problems in the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you. Pastor Welch has joined us in the, in the studio, so... We'll be hearing a little bit from him. Yes. Go ahead, we'll Brian. have problems in the kingdom because mm -hmm. if our corporate worship is not what it's supposed to be, our worship leaders may need to examine their hearts. Mm. Um, and, you know, are they putting incense on the fire or are they jumping over the fire trying to get <laughs> into God's presence without even paying the price of purity? Oh, my God. So mm. the same thing is also true for you and I. Mm. You know, we our priests before God. So we have to make sure that we're able to worship. Um, and the anointing is the instruction and you can't worship, um, God and you being disobedient. Mm. You know, our hearts have to be pure and God has already given us the instruction. So we got to be obedient to what God has instructed from all of us. Mm. And that, you know, that's anything outside of what God says is rebellion. Oh my God. Pastor, what you want to hit on that? Yeah, I heard you say uh, the anointing is in the instructions. And that's why the enemy, he always tries to intervene or get in the choir members or in the praise leaders. Mm -hmm. Because what ends up happening, they'll jump from place to place because they think they're like the head honchos. Mm -hmm. And you'll find a lot of leaders that sing and lead choirs and lead praise teams have the same attitude that Satan had when he left heaven. Because they thought of themselves more than more highly than they ought to, and it just messes up everything when it's supposed to be a blessing to us. So I like how you said that, Minister Brandy. How we have to uh, give God something. We have to make sure we're as washed in the Word as you said. And I was listening to this on my way here, 
I mean, I just felt so relaxed and calm after having a long, prosperous day. And I thought about sweatless victories. Mm. Because mm. When, you're, when you have a prayer life, you should have sweatless victories. Mm. A sweatless victory is when you don't worry about what your day is going, uh, how it's going. Things that you don't worry about, the things that seems to be difficult that have been laid before you. Mm -hmm. But when you get in this mode in which both of you are teaching, I think it's so important that people hear this right now. I was, uh, I, I, I forwarded this podcast about four different locations, you know, and four groups that I have on the book, you know, and uh, they listened to this. And I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful that the Lord spoke to your hearts to, to do this because this is something that we were missing in the body of Christ. And that is prayer. That's the foundation of our life mm -hmm. next to faith. You know, when you get saved, we need to be able to understand what it's like to talk to the father on a yes. daily basis mm -hmm. in the different ways we approach him and, how the Old Testament represents how we're still supposed to do it in the New mm -hmm. Testament. The reason the priests wore the garments was so that they didn't sweat. And mm -hmm. it rep sweat represents sin. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hurt nobody. And I don't mean no disrespect to nobody. But have you ever noticed when we exercise, we sweat? Working. And you know why we do it? Because we've been disobedient mm -hmm. to taking care of the temple or the mm -hmm. Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And I just said, wow, Lord. He told me that, so that goes for me, too. Anytime mm -hmm. you want to lose what you're not supposed to have, you got to sweat to do it. Yes. Ring a ling a ling a ling a ling. You got to work. You got to work. You got to work. You got to work. So let's move on to the next um, step. The next step is to separate yourself. My main takeaway from this step is that there should be no way we can go before God and come out the same way we were right. before we went before God. Mm -hmm. Prayer is about being unified with God. We prepare for prayer by separating ourselves from our normal environments or our normal activities. That's just what we have to do. When we are seeking God, we can't be listening to the radio and watching the television. And we can't be listening to other people talking. And, and we can't be around a whole bunch of distractions. Mm -hmm. If we're going to seek God, we have to be serious about it. God says in Jeremiah 29 and 13, if you want to find me, you will do so by only if you seek me with all your heart. So you can't be all distracted and have your heart. And we know that our heart and our mind, our mind and our heart is one and the same when it mm -hmm. comes to the spiritual. So what he's really saying is, you can't be seeking me unless you're seeking me with all your mind. Mm -hmm. So your mind can't be at home. Your mind can't be at work when you say that you're going to seek God. Your mind can't be on anything other than what you are seeking God. That's where your, your focus needs to be. So God um, didn't meet Aaron anywhere and everywhere. That's what I think a lot of people really, really don't understand. God don't meet, he didn't meet Aaron anywhere mm -hmm. and everywhere. Aaron had to go into the temple of meeting to meet God. Mm, that's real good right there. I don't yeah. know about nobody else, but I'm just hearing so much from that. It's like a ping, 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 ping. But we don't have to go to church. Uh, exactly. In a relationship with God, there's a prescribed meeting place God has designated for the people of God. Yes. Just like there's a prescribed place designated for a husband and wife to meet. Mm -hmm. They just can't meet anywhere. They shouldn't it, meet anywhere. The, the Sometimes said, they do, but they should. The Bible says <laughs> the, the <dead> is... <laughs> 
If the bed shouldn't be undefiled, that means our worship shouldn't be undefiled. Oh, and, and we try so to hang out in places and justify our mm-hmm. actions. But man, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to miss God and some of us going to end up in hell because we think we had him. Remember last night we talked about forever learning but never coming to the knowledge of truth. Mm-hmm. You can learn a whole lot about God and never have revelation about exactly. the God that you're learning exactly. about. Because it's the Holy Spirit that gives us. And you said it. I'm hearing so much why he should have saw. Yeah, I'm hearing so much because my thing, my thing is this. Yeah. People truly don't believe that they have should be coming together in a place. Sometimes people, when I when I um, used to talk to this guy at work and he was talking about, you are my pastor. No, I'm not your pastor. If you ain't coming to my church, I'm not your pastor. Mm. Um, because we gather. There's a reason for gathering. And the enemy has bamboozled people to, into thinking that they don't have to come to church and they still going to Don't we gather when we go to work? We gather. Don't we gather when we go to a restaurant? When we go to a game? Go to a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, Family reunion. I can't be at home in my backyard watching Maya play a high school soccer game because that's not the prescribed meeting place for that game. There's a meeting place. I always have to go to the meeting place. Now, mm-hmm. we'll go to the meeting place for every and anything yeah. except when it comes to church. Don't we do, normally when we do date night, I we, we, we normally gather at the movie theater a lot of, for the most part, or let's be a restaurant, but you cannot watch a movie that just came out. I mean, you may do it on your television and you may have a direct in all direct TV, you can do it and watch the same movie and pay for it, but it's not the same. It's not the same. When you're in a movie theater. Not, that is a specific Surround, place. sound. Not the same. Pop, what you extra butter. Popcorn, extra butter. Hot dogs. There's a certain And it, it ain't like going in your kitchen and making it and going and sitting over on your couch. You can do that, but it's not. But what, not what do I order when I go, for the most part? I order some of Hot dogs hot with, dogs. with, with jalapeno peppers. And that's right. And then I get some popcorn and, and we buy one soda and we share it. At that's the, me- what we at do. the meeting at place. At the meeting, prescribed meeting place. Yeah. We don't do that at home. We don't do that at home. But so. You know, we just talked about earlier about that little lie. I know. Protect our reputation. Yeah. You know, and that's what people, you know, are, are saying that they don't have to come into the church. Oh, well, I, I do uh, Bible study. But I think about what um, pastor said. Um, but who is still your pastor? Who's your pastor? Who's your you pastor? Know, oh, the maybe, pastor got maybe <laughs> the husband is the wife's pastor and the wife is the husband's pastor. But who y'all? But they don't even make I, sure. I know. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I know. You're right. You're right. It's confusion. It's, they, and, and God is not the author of confusion. That's right. So that's right. God didn't meet Aaron anywhere and everywhere. Aaron had to go to the tent of meeting. God said, "This is where to. I, this is where I'm going to meet you. So you, I, I ain't going to be all over the place. Even though I can be all over the place, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be all over the place. So you telling be, me you do your podcast in the meeting place? In the meeting place. Okay. You, okay. I guess. So I mean, we're not. We, we're not gonna do it just in all and, and everywhere just because. Yeah. Oh, I, got you, I, got you, I don't want to drive down the street, so I'm gonna do it right here. No. To enter the tent, Aaron had to have certain things right. And I think maybe people don't come to church because they don't have certain things right. They don't come to the meeting place because they ain't got certain things right. And they know when they come into the meeting place, there's a, a, a spotlight gonna shine on. The things that they're not doing right, so they 
don't want to be found out or found out with, that they're sinning, so they don't want to come to the meeting place. Mm -hmm. So to enter the tent, Aaron had to have certain things right. So with Aaron, God didn't meet like like when he didn't meet Aaron in, in, anywhere in any any uh everywhere. God doesn't meet us just anywhere mm -hmm. and in any way. There's a place in God in which we have to meet him. So I perceive you saying when God wants us to meet us meet in a prescribed place, it is basically it's back to the secret place of the most high. It, really it, is, is. it is a place where it's it's just between you and God, even though you're among a lot of people, but it's a prescribed place mm -hmm. that he deems as holy. Mm -hmm. and, and, okay. and 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 you know it it, it goes a little bit further. Um, in the book, it talked about like in the Old Testament that they came to an actual tent. It was a physical place. Mm -hmm. Yet the New Testament fulfilled the Old Testament, and this means that there is still a place where God meets you in prayer. And mm -hmm. and then it, it goes on to say not only just the building. It's not really all about the building, but you need to bring your body to the building. But your body needs to be purified, and it needs to be clean. God, he prepared mm. a place in mm. him mm. just mm. for us, and mm. we need to enter into that place. We need to have his spirit to enter into our body, and we need to enter our body into the meeting place. Mm -hmm. We talked about that last night in Bible study, how uh, prior to coming to the meeting place, mm -hmm. there must be a preparation. Mm -hmm. and I said too often people will be doing a lot of different things, and they try to just jump in bed with God. And they ain't even prepared. And you and wash themselves with no water. You know, a lot of times when people haven't spent any quality time with God, and then they come in, and I've seen this with with individual um, praise and worship leaders. All of that that you trying to do in our presence. You should have did all of that before you even came to church. You should already be prepared. You should already have. Lay before God, holler before God, and all that stuff that you feel like you need to do to, to get, get into His presence. You should already be done wow. that by the time you come in here. Because when you come in here, then it's time for you to just. It should be sweet. It should be like an incense, and and that's that. Was, when I read about the incense, and this just came to me, it's a difference between a fire and an incense. The burning of a piece of paper and the burning of an incense. Mm -hmm. Just think mm -hmm. about it. When you burn a piece of uh, a paper, it's going to burn big and it's going to be consumed just like that. Now, that, that happened on the altar in the old days. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about an incense, it burns slow and it, it, lingers. it, it lingers and mm -hmm. it puts forth an aroma mm -hmm. that lets you know that there's something burning that is Let you know burning it's but it's not being consumed. Yeah. It's burning, but it's not really being consumed. Not like right away. So it's not the same. It's the, like the burning bush. It was burning, burning but it was but not what? being consumed. Yes, the yes, presence yes. was always there. Okay, which represents, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fragrance. Right. So yeah. if your heart or your attitude or your motives aren't right, if, you are, if there are things in your life that aren't right, God says you aren't yet in the place where I want you to be. One way to reach this place is by fasting. And that's something else we don't like to do. When we fast, we eliminate distractions. We remove ourselves from many things that have been clogging us up and it's clogging up our life and it's disturbing our spirit. It's amazing how food can disturb our life. 
Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta get real about it. Um, you may feel freer. You'll feel freer when you fast, less encumbered, and you will have more time to spend with God. Then you will be on your way. You'll be on your way. I ain't say you got there. Mm-hmm. Fasting don't get you there. It puts you on the path. It just puts you on the right path. It just clears up your vision, so you won't turn at the left when you should have turned right. Keep you on the right path. Yes, yes, yes. I heard Doctor Monroe teach one time about fasting. He said when he fasts. He said when everybody was going to eat lunch, he would go to the beach and read the word of God. Mm-hmm. All the time, he, would, he said every moment he had available outside of doing his job at work or doing things that was at home, he said he pulled out the word of God and mm-hmm. he read it. He said that's what kept him when he was fasting, staying yes. in the word of God. And I, that was, yes. I mean, we say that, but when I heard it this time, I was like you when you said, wow, I'm hearing so many things right now. Mm-hmm. When he said that, I was like, wow, it was like, wow, that was so simple, but it was mm-hmm. like revelation to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Stay in the word mm-hmm. and uh, control your flesh. That's what he was saying. It'll, it'll control your appetite. Oh yeah, it'll kill your it'll, appetite. It'll, it'll control your appetite. <laughs> so how soon you reach that place that God is taking you, or how fast you want it, uh, mm-hmm. want to move, it's, it's going to depend on how cleansed you allow yourself to become and how close you get to God. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. make it to the place of God, in, in God, everybody's going to know it. Everybody mm-hmm. knows when you're in a place with God because you, you'll sparkle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll be anointed. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that yeah. anointing makes a difference. Yes, it um, does. So we need to have faith in God's power to do what he promised us to do. But first we got to believe because mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen if we don't believe. That's I mean, very true. what we say, you, uh, if you believe you, you receive, receive uh-huh. <laughs> if you so, don't believe you won't receive. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. in the old Testament, there was atoning power through the animal sacrifices, mm-hmm. but yet the priest had to believe that. Yes, you know, when he yes. put the blood of, of the, on the horns of the altar, you know, God's power was great enough. We had to believe that, and he also had to believe, have faith, and people had to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, and the sacrifices that were being offered, you know, on their behalf, and the scapegoat sent out into the desert. Um, they had to go back into their homes saying, well, my sins are forgiven for another year. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. You can't just be going do motion. You can't be just going through the motion. You got to believe what you're saying. You can't get up there and preach. God's going to da 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 but you don't even believe it. You don't even believe it. You don't believe it for yourself. So how are you going to believe it for us? Yeah. 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 Huh. And, and they had to believe that the power manifested in the offspring of the sacrifices, you know, um, that forgave their sins. Um, in the Hebrew culture, the horn represented power. Mm-hmm. So this means that every time the high priest entered the holy place, he had to deal with God's power. Ooh, um, and to do this, mm-hmm. he had to be prepared. He needed to be prepared to enter you know, his his life had to be right. And likewise, we got to p- be prepared also mm-hmm. and be ready to um, be prepared to enter by being right. They mm-hmm. feared God back then. That's why mm-hmm. they was they, they were talking about being right. They, yeah. were, they feared God. That's why I think you mentioned it uh, some sessions ago when the priest walked in, how they wrapped uh, uh, that, that thing around his ankle. And if, if the priest was in sin... He would die in the presence of mm-hmm. God, and the purpose of putting it around his ankle so that if he did die, the bell would stop ringing. That was why he was moving, doing what he was doing. They can pull him out, 
if God was to reenact or reinstate mm, mm. that, I don't think, will anybody be still here? Well, well, I think we'll get to the point where we'll fear God so much we'll get to the place like the priest, and that's where God wants us to still be today. But they, we don't, we don't believe that. We just do what we want to do mm-hmm. a lot of times. So yeah. you know, yeah. And and God's power is always going to be manifested when our life is right. Oh my yes. Um, when we feel spiritually dry, you know, we're not experiencing God's power. We got to look at ourselves. We mm-hmm. have to examine our life and mm-hmm. see if we right mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Um. Seven, you know, is the number of perfection and mm-hmm. the perfection of forgiveness and sanctification was manifested with the coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. So after Christ died on the cross, the animal sacrifices were done away with because he had sacrificed himself, you know, once for all the people and for all time. Um when Christ came as the high priest of the good things that were already here, he went through the greater and the more perfect tabernacle that is not man-made. You know, this is to say not a part of this creation. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't enter by means of the blood of the goats or calves, or, um, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, mm-hmm. having obtained eternal redemption. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is the one who um, has enacted a new covenant with a new relationship with God so that those who do accept this invitation will receive the eternal inheritance um, that he has promised to his heirs. So we got to believe in the effectiveness of his sacrifice on our behalf. So we have to believe we have to believe that when he went to the cross and he died, that our sins were forgiven. And we need to just bring ourselves into a place in God, uh, uh, into a holy place. Because if, if you God. don't really understand the work that was done on the cross, mm-hmm, how you going to believe it? Exactly. Exactly. That's so good, Minister Brandy. That is so good. The next step is to give God the glory. To give God the glory. That would be um, step number eight. Um, after we enter God's presence through, after we enter the God's presence through the blood of Jesus, believing in His power to cleanse us, we are to give God glory. When we realize all that God has done for us, that what's left to do, give Him glory. Give Him glory. When God gave instructions uh, uh, after sacrificing, He told the Israelites to collect the fat of the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. He told them not to eat the fat. But to place it on the altar and burn it to him. Fat is a symbol of glory because mm-hmm. fat is excess. Uh-oh. Now, Uh-oh. now, 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 now. God is saying, I don't want you to take my glory for yourself for the forgiveness and atonement. I want all the fat to be given to me. I want you to confess that I am the one who accomplished this. I want you to give me all the glory. In giving God the glory, we can say thank you for receiving or receiving me, for forgiving me, for cleansing me, redeeming me, and making us fit to be in his presence. That's what we're going to do when we give him all the glory. God deserves all the glory because he gave us life and redemption. Now, God loves glory. He loves the excess. Now, this is where it gets a little, get a little woo-woo-woo. <laughs> when God bless us and we can't use all that he's given, the extra is fat. Mm-hmm. It's excess. 
<laughs> you have to give God glory in your house. You have to offer hit the access that he gives you back to him. That's where the offerings come in. The offerings, the monetary offerings come in where we got all this money and we got all this money in the bank, but we ain't giving God none of the excess. Mm -hmm. The fat, the extra. Mm -hmm. Our response should be, I have some glory. I have some, I have some extra money. Mm -hmm. I have some goods. Lord, and I want Lord. to give it to you, God. Or I want, mm -hmm. or that some, or, or someone else that needs it. We are very, very, uh, some people are very, very um, stingy with their excess. With yeah. what God is considering. He gives us excess more than, a, than we need so that we'll be able to bless others. That's what abundance is. Yes. Excess. Amen. Overflow. Mm. Yes. So the next step is being washed in the word. And I hear y'all out there, somebody out there saying, well, why we got to be washed in the word again? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. So I'm ready to address it. So we are already being cleansed through it. You know, the first use of the word is for cleansing. Mm -hmm. um, the second is for appropriating God's promises. So in Leviticus, the 16th chapter, 26th verse says, The man who releases the goat as a scapegoat must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. Afterward, he may come into the camp. So I believe that God is saying through this verse, Well, you have done all you're supposed to do, and you have given me the glory. I am pleased, so go ahead and tell me what you want. So you got to do all this stuff first. First. First, before you even should be asking him for anything. Right. Mm, mm. Right. And, and so since everything is clear between you and God, it is only then that you can make a request, you know, and you mm. can now present your request to God. Mm. So wash yourself, you know, in the word is, is by asking God to um, fulfill his purposes based on his will and his promises. Yes. But you got to know that for yourself. You mm -hmm. can't rely on mm -hmm. uh, your grandmother, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what you hear her telling you about mm -hmm. God. You mm -hmm. have to know for yourself on mm -hmm. what his will and his promises is. And we have to be cleansed by the word. And too often we don't wait for God mm -hmm. in, in all situations. And, you know, we have to be waiting on God. We have to waiting in God to show us his will, you know, and the word of God tells us, you know, what to do in every situation. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful not to obtain the things that we um, need from people, but we must give God the glory and be mm -hmm. washed in the word. And so, and that starts with knowing God's voice mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we really have to wait on him. Yes, we really have to wait on God. You have anything, Pastor West, before I go into this last step? I was just thinking how important prayer is mm -hmm. and how important it is that God wants us to commune with him. Mm -hmm. Man, you're talking to God all day, throughout the day? You just can't go no any kind of way. You know what? I, I, think, about, I think about people. I think about people when they go to the club. They don't go outside and play basketball and cut the grass and go to the club. <laughs> yeah, they be going all to the store and buying new clothes to go up in the club, in the in the in the meeting place. Mm -hmm. But we want to come in here in, in, into God's place any old kind of way. Mm -hmm. I ain't talking about the clothes either. 
I'm talking about what God sees. God don't even see our clothes. You're talking about the heart. I'm talking about the heart. Any old kind of way. Raggedy, dirty. They just don't. And, and, and you know, people always say, it don't matter, this, that, and other. They, they, they are there. Well, you can be here and not be here. Even the OJs told us that your body is here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. You missing me around, missing me around, missing me. You know your body is here with me, but you can be in church, you can be in prayer, thinking about what kind of activity that you want to do when you leave prayer. You just there to punch the ticket. Man, you come to prayer, I come to meet God. I, Oh, man, uh, I heard something uh, one day where it says we should do more praying than we do preaching and singing. And I kind of think we tapped into that last night because we was praying mm -hmm. last night. And it just God just took over. We were listening to some old songs, you know, and it just prayer just came in. And, that's, and we were just talking to God, you know, mm -hmm. but, you know, but you're right. You can't come any kind of way because you, 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 you're not going to. You're not going to feel it. You're going to be looking around. You're going to be like, what's going on with these people? You know what's going on? They've been in the presence of God probably mm -hmm. before they came in the door. So when they come in, you're like, what is happening? What is happening is they, they've come. It's like I'm running a marathon and I'm finally crossing the finish line. You know what I do when I cross the finish line? <laughs> I throw my hands up like, whoo, thank you, Lord. And that's the point that we should be in. All day we should be in his face, yeah. in his face, in his yeah. face. So when we come in, all we're doing is saying, thank you, Lord. I'm in the place. I'm in the, I'm in the meeting place. I'm in the meeting place. Mm -hmm. So the last step is remaining in the anointing. Remaining in the anointing. Finally, we need to remain in the anointing. It is a right relationship with God. So we may continually dwell in our meeting place with God. We must remember to follow his instructions and the ways he wants us to remain in his presence. The priest who is atoned and ordained to succeed his father as the high priest is to make atonement. He is to put on the sacred linen garments and make atonement for the, the most holy place of the tent of the meeting and the altar and for the priests of all the people in the community. This is the last ordinance for us. My people, Leviticus 16, 32 and 34, emphasized it. We can live in a continual state of union with God because of, a, of the atonement of our sins. When Jesus Christ came, he anointed and ordained us as high priests by, um, for God, to do the things of God. When, um, when God is revealed to us, we need to strive to be like him. We need to line up our lives with his will and his ways. And we need to be the priest that God has called us to be. The character of Christ is the fruit of the spirit. We know that. And these steps of preparation for prayer are important to God because Jesus Christ came to make all them all, all of these steps possible. It is because of Christ alone that we can enter into the presence of an almighty and holy God. I know this. Our right. Father. So, Minister Brandon, can you quickly give us what um, was discussed within the chapter about putting prayer into practice? First, Pastor West, do you have anything before she gives us the putting prayer into practice? No, I'm good. But I do. I will say this right here. It's good to have to talk to God throughout the whole day. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really got to talk. We got to include him in our whole day, not just at the end of the day. And, and basically, when you just keep God out of your business all day, you're just forgetting about God. You're putting God to the side. 
and you putting everything else that he's allowed you to do, such as a job, such as be a parent, such as be whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. But we have to include him throughout our whole day in order yeah. for us to function that his, he, that to where he's glorified in all that we do because you become a blessing to those that you are around mm -hmm. because you are, as you said, we are anointed. Mm -hmm. And that's not to be arrogant, but we are anointed. And if mm -hmm. we are anointed, it is not to benefit us. What we have is to benefit others, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yes. I yes. mean, what relationship do you know that you only talk once or if at mm. all in a day. That, is that right. don't even make sense. Yeah. I know. And something, we, you know. Something, 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 something <laughs> just ain't right. It ain't mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so, I mean, if we, how, how are we going to treat our spouse better than we treat God? Mm. So, I mean, mm. if, if we're talking to our spouses throughout the day, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We Why should be talking, talking to God, God throughout, the throughout the day, too. And not just when we about to fall down the steps. Or not just on Wednesdays <laughs> and not on Sundays. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Or Saturdays if you come to pray. Right. A relationship, it, it's a two-way relationship. And God is waiting to speak to us, but we ain't letting him in. Exactly. Mm. exactly. And that start, that's exactly why we have to put prayer first. Crazy. You know, we have to um, put prayer into practice and we should all be asking ourselves, well, is, you know, what attitude or manner or posture do I approach God in prayer? Mm -hmm. You know, am I being just casual about my sins um, in my life or without any regard for God's holiness? Um, do I think I can get God to hear my prayers by doing good deeds mm -mm. or <laughs> or do I come to him through Christ alone? You know, what does it mean that I'm a member of the priesthood of believers? Questions you should be asking yourself. Yes. Mm. Well, let me let me give you a few action steps um, mm. that that you we all can take um, to putting prayer into practice. So before you pray, you know, um, review the 10 steps of preparedness for entering God's presence. We posted those in the. Um, chat room in case you missed it. Um, but see what steps you might be missing, you know, in, in areas that you need to to get right before God. Mm -hmm. um, and, and another thing, a good point is that we have to consider our role as priest or intercessor before um, God on behalf of the world. Mm -hmm. So um, we have to just use, you know, those prayer points as a as a guide on how we um, how we pray. Mm -hmm. So the main takeaway from this chapter um, as believers is that we're a chosen people. Mm -hmm. We're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, oh, a yes. people belonging to God. Yes. We all belong to God, yes. you know. And some people think mm -hmm. just because they did that one bad thing mm -hmm. that. God has shut them out. Mm. But he's just waiting for you <laughs> to, get it right. to get it right. Yes. To get yes. back in right standing with him. Mm -hmm. Another takeaway as God's priest is that we got to intercede for others so that they can return back to God and be co-workers oh, yes. in his purposes. Mm -hmm. I mean, this fight, we're, we're not in this alone. We're, we're a kingdom full of... Um, ambassadors, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot more ambassadors that don't even know the ambassadors. My, it's my, our my, job my. to mm -hmm. go out there mm -hmm. um, and and help somebody get into the presence of God. Yes, and you know, some people may struggle with how to even 
get back in right standing with God, mm -hmm. you know, because they did that one little bad thing. Yeah. Um, but we've all done that one little bad thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe a different bad thing, but no matter what the sin is, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all the same. So we got to follow these 10 steps of preparedness for entering God's presence. And like I said, they're in the chat room. And if you, um, you know, have any further questions, shoot us a message and, and we would love to, um, to, to advance the kingdom. Amen. Of Amen. God. Amen. Pastor, what you got anything I'm about to close out? This is not the last session of this, is it? No. Oh, my God. This is so good, man. I want everybody to hear this. I'm going to pass this. I'm so <laughs> grateful. I'm so thankful. I'm so, oh, my God. This is right on time. It's a refreshing thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel uh, like going on as the old folks. I feel like going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I really, I'm serious about my walk with the Lord. And I'm asking God to help me to be who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think prayer is an area that I can uh, key in on and, and admit to God where I'm not uh, diligent in some areas of prayer when I should include them in my daily uh, schedule. I never should schedule my life around. God should never have to schedule uh, God should have to schedule his time with me around my schedule. I should schedule my time around uh, his schedule. And that's all the time. So all day, thank you so much for this. I just came in to sit in, but thank you for letting me just say whatever I said. It's just been a blessing to me. Amen. I mean, I've been enjoying this the whole entire prayer session and reading um, the book about prayer because, you know, I wish I would have had this mm -hmm. 25 years ago. Yes. <laughs> you know, it would have it, it the teaching, you know, about how to enter God's presence, how to come to God right. You know, and we wonder why things aren't happening for us or our prayers aren't getting answered. Mm -hmm. It's probably because we didn't go to God in the right posture. Absolutely. You know, so I, I pray that, yeah. you know, everyone who's listening, including ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, that we make a point to get it right with God. Yes. You know, and, and yes. if we see somebody, there's always that one person we could help, whether mm -hmm. it's you driving down your car, a simple wave or, you know, just in a grocery store, you know, there's no limits on how we can praise God. Yes. You oh, know, yeah. Yeah. so yes. we take him wherever we go. Mm -hmm. It's a for sure right way. I know yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, again, thank you for joining us. Join us next week as we continue our journey through part two of this press session, preparing for prayer. Um, next week, we will cover part B of chapter 5, and that's cultivating the God kind of faith. So I say unto you listeners, the continuation of this series of study will be a blessing, and you don't want to miss a session. With that being said, please join us next Thursday. I think we're probably going to be hanging around 430 Um uh, If you are a constant listener, then it's going to pop up. So next Thursday on the Sister to Sister podcast. We are very excited about all that God is continuing to do in the lives of believers throughout um, our podcast and Pastor Welch's podcast. We've been at this podcast, at this prayer um, series for seven weeks now, and we are enjoying ourselves. Um, we believe God is going to do great things through our podcast, and we believe that he's going to do things really um open up things um, for us and for all of you for that are listening in the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm Pastor Wanda along with Minister Brandy 
And along with I'm Pastor Welch. <laughs> ah, we love you. God bless you. Have an amazing night and an amazing weekend. And we see we'll see you in the meeting place. The meeting place. God bless you. See you next session. We're out. <laughs>